to the Produce Industry Podcast, your weekly download on current events, trends, market reports, and community discussions. Join us each week from Tampa, Florida, as we cover all aspects of the produce supply chain industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Patrick Kelly. Hey, produce people. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kelly. As always, I'm honored to be here coming to you live from Tampa, Florida. Today is February 28th, 2022, the last Monday of February. And did you notice that every Monday was 7, 14, 21, 28? Went right in a row just like that, everyone. And we are in its last day. And guess what? Southeast Produce Council Southern Exposure is this week, March 3rd through the 6th. We'll see you there this week at the opening gala, the trade show floor, and hey, Even if you're out on the golf course, we will see you in Orlando, Florida, everyone. Also, shout out to John Green Logistics Company. Last week, we had the virtual networking hour that was sponsored by JGLC. And thank you to everyone who joined in, came out for the networking. Now, let's introduce our featured guests of today. He is no stranger to the show, Mr. Josh Leichter, the CEO of Pacific Trellis Fruit and Dulcinea, everyone. Now, the live stream we did just a few weeks back got such great hits we decided to turn it into a podcast so if you miss the live stream with josh we're gonna give it to you right here right now so stay tuned let's go ahead and play back february 4th 2020 and hear from josh Leiter. and a very big shout out to all of our sponsors fancy choice and standard and guess what Get ready for dynamite content by Dynamite Organizations, everyone. Welcome back, everyone, to the Produce Industry Podcast live on LinkedIn. Guess what? It's 2022, and I'm here talking to you everyone everyone on linkedin that has taken time out of their day to come chat with the produce industry podcast you know we started these sessions last year and the whole goal of these sessions or these linkedin lives were to bring you subject matter experts leaders ceos and the top of the food chain as we say in the supply chain there's so many challenges and opportunities out there that why not hear from them direct, figure out what's happening in the fields and on the horizon. So this is our first live event of the year. Pretty excited about that. We've got about five to seven of these already planned out um, with some pretty cool leaders and some pretty cool organizations. I'm actually starting to research some of these organizations, learning about them already as they're going to be coming on board just so I can bring a little bit more knowledge to you. And heck, why not myself bring that home to the family, right? Um, Maybe some new produce as well. So today, uh, we have a guest that you have seen before on the live session, as well as heard on the podcast. So we have the CEO of Pacific Trellis Fruit, Josh Leichter. So let's welcome Josh. Hey, Josh, welcome. Hey, Patrick. Thanks for having me. Hey, man. Great to see you. Uh, To what it seems, I think you're in the L.A. office because I was just there a little bit over, what, not a month ago and and met with you in the office. Am I right? 
Yep, that's right. We've been uh, fortunate enough to uh, be open uh, throughout the last two years and uh, here in uh, sunny downtown uh, Los Angeles and um, just having a good Friday afternoon. Glad to be here. Uh, it is a beautiful Friday as well in Tampa, Florida. It's 83 degrees. After that 27 spell we had last week, and it was 27 to 31 degrees. Now for Florida, everyone, that is like Antarctic weather for us, okay? Like I didn't even have a coat to uh, have, you know, have that in the, in the closet. There was no coat there for 27 degrees. And now we're at 83 today, Josh, 83 degrees. Can you believe that? Yeah, wow, we're fortunate. I happened to look at the weather map of the country last night, and I think uh, we're the two slivers of the nation that uh, could say that it's uh, warm uh, right now at this time. So always fortunate. Yeah, 100%. So I'm glad to have you back on. You know, we chatted about doing this a little over a month ago. And as you and I have been really seeing that it has been crazy busy for January 2022. I mean, I, I can't say enough besides, uh, yeah, it's the beginning of the year. Yeah, it's first quarter. But does it seem a little bit more hectic than usual? It has been. It's been very busy for us uh, on a number of fronts. Uh, it seems like our particular uh, categories and commodities that we're working in right now between grapes and cherries and uh, melons from Central America, consumption numbers are coming out uh, for the end of last year and, and they're showing up in those categories. Uh, you overlay that with uh, supply chain issues, which feels like it's probably going to be the Webster uh, Dictionary Word of the Year, whether it's for 2021 or 2022 this year. Uh, you know, overlaying that on top of strong demand and good consumption, it's definitely kept us on our toes. Well, I can tell you, I was at the port when I was visiting Los Angeles last month. And, you know, there are a lot of supply chain disruptions. Heck, everybody in our industry is talking supply chain disruptions. So don't worry, we're not going to get into that today. You can watch the Packers webinar that comes out in, you know, this month that talks all about that. Um, but it seems like that's playing a part in it too, Josh. I mean, I, I've seen it, right? I've seen people literally crying and pulling their hair out going, oh my gosh, what do I do? The boats aren't coming. This is what's going on. I need this. And especially, I mean, Josh, you're in imports. I mean, I mean, Pacific Trellis Fruit is in imports. I mean, this is part of your year-round program. Um, so I know that's probably affecting you guys as well. Yeah, we've been dealing with it uh, uh, you know, from the start of the import season here, which for us starts back in uh, November. Uh, fortunately for us, we, we're very diversified in our supply base. We bring in product from Brazil, Peru, Chile, multiple ports of entry. So certainly have not been immune to it and faced our, our share of challenges, but at least be by being able to spread the bets around both from uh, supply origins as well as uh, points of entry and working with a, a large number of growers uh, around the world, uh, it's brunted uh, a bit of those, uh, mm -hmm. those challenges. But um, for sure it's uh, top of the list. And, and even when you get the product here, then you've got to get it off the boat uh, we're seeing issues at the ports with labor there and obviously the transportation uh, challenges uh, within the country to get it to market. So all of that uh, is our is our day to day right now. Yeah. And you know what's crazy is, is there's still plenty of opportunity, right? There's still tons of it because as this fruit uh, comes off, I mean, as, as Dan, the produce man, was telling me, uh, was, I think it was two weeks ago on the episode, he was like, Patrick, I have summer fruit. And I was like, 
wait, what? And he's like, I got summer fruit in winter. Let me tell you about it. And he was talking about all the imports that were coming in, right? The imported peaches and nectarines, right? And all these other items, right? The grapes that are coming in. And so we did a, a summer produce in kind of winter episode of all these different items you can get. Because again, right, Josh, if you want a juicy peach right now, where, where does it come from? Uh, they're coming from Chile. Chile, uh, coming everyone. Up, coming up from Chile. And, uh, and yeah, that's that 52-week supply that, you know, so many people have become uh, accustomed to, which, you know, we know in the past wasn't always the case. And there's there's still something to be said for seasonality on, on certain items. But uh, as a year-round grape supplier or a year-round melon supplier, that's our goal is to bring our, our products to the market on a year-round basis. And uh, consumers can come into the stores and expect the same uh great eating experience week in and week out yeah and, and that's what you're looking for you know i was talking to uh gary wishnatsky of wish farms about you know the eating experience right is that sometimes we long for that eating experience and there's two ways you can get it right by having a niche product which you guys do have right and then being able to bring year-round products because like i said dan wanted peaches in the in the middle of winter and so he had it a goal to make sure that, hey, I'm going to go get these peaches, right? I mean, that's what he did. So I think that, you know, we long for two different experiences, you know, the experience of like the Kiss Melons, right? We know during the summer, we're going we're gonna to get a great tasting, like six great tasting melons, right, Josh, is that we're, yeah. we're going to have. Um, so, and even though we said you guys are a year round melon shipper, I know you guys are doing melons right now. I've seen them, you know, in the stores. Um, but it's like, you know, when you get that kiss Limon, right, you know, when you get that sugar kiss, you're sitting there going, mm, it's mine. I'm getting it right. I mean, there's two different ways. I'd say there's two, two different surprises or eating experiences on that side. Yeah. And I think there's a lot to be said for both, uh, both models or both approaches. Obviously the year round consistency is what people are looking for in the number of items. But when you have those real special seasonal items, uh, there's a lot of anticipation and a lot of excitement amongst the consumers. You mentioned the Kiss Melons. Our season starts in May out of Yuma, Arizona. Right around April or even late March, we'll start getting emails from shoppers asking us, when are the Kiss Melons gonna be available? Where can I get them? Can't wait. And, and then we can continue to get the, that kind of feedback and positive messages through the season, which lasts through about October. As they start to wind down in the stores again, hey, you know, this store doesn't have it. Is there anywhere else I could find it? And, and then it, it's gone for the winter. So yeah, there's definitely, uh, I think, validity to both uh, in terms of that year-round availability, but also some of those, you know, we call them treasure hunt items or whatever else uh, that are just just available for a limited amount of time. Yeah, well, listen, here's, a, here's something great, Josh. As you were speaking, we had uh, actually a question pop through, which I, I love answering questions. So let's pop this up on the screen. Paul Manfrey. Oh, hey, buddy. How we do it? All right. So he asked, why are they not sweet but beautiful in country? The Peruvian grape. So he must be preferring to Peruvian grapes. Now, I, I don't know Dulcinea's because I haven't tried it, but I will tell you, I did go into the store and I did not pick up grapes this last time because exactly what he said. They were they were large, but they were they were not as sweet as the last time I bought them. Why, why is that going on? Do you think, Josh? Well, there could be a lot of different uh, reasons behind that. The grape category is a very dynamic one with a lot of new varieties coming to market and a lot of new uh, production areas. Mm. Peru is, is relatively 
uh, new and young to the market, and maybe they came off of some some newly planted vines, or you know, perhaps uh, they weren't hanging long enough. I've got some, some grapes right here, which uh, are also you know, quite large and uh, from Peru, and, and these ones actually are pretty sweet. It's a red seed. Are they crunchy? Uh, they're they're not the crunchiest ones that I've oh. had. Uh, they've got sort of more of that uh, I'll say jelly mouth mouthfeel to them, which. You know, it's another interesting topic where a lot of times when you talk about eating experience, people talk about uh, sugar and different flavor, but there's also that that texture and that crunchiness, which grapes, uh, along with probably some other uh, fruit commodity varieties, you know, definitely have a, a spectrum of different mouthfeel. There's that crunchiness uh, that some people really like, others sort of got that jelly pulp uh, mm. to them. So a You're lot right. of different opportunities. Oh, Paul, Paul jumped in again, and he said, that's what I found out, too. Softer are sweeter. All right. I like it. I appreciate that. Shout out to Paul and Top Cats. Uh, Paul is in the uh, produce industry uh, as well, so appreciate you jumping in there, Paul. Um, and you know what I like about this, and, and we're going to jump into a couple of different uh, items real quick, Josh, because we still have a few more minutes uh, uh, before we we let everyone go for the day it, it's friday okay you know it's 4 30 eastern it's 1 30 pacific i don't know about you but someone's calling my name somewhere besides the computer screen but um what i like to talk about is you know the story of dulcinea is pretty cool you guys have a lot of partnerships um i love the fact that you are in different regions growing different product prod projects and products right um you've got imports coming in year round one of the things like i remember when we first met I was like, wait a minute, I thought, you know, Pacific trellis fruit was just incorporated with melons. Like, I, that's what I thought. And then I get the portfolio and then I'm on the East Coast and I go into a fresh time. Right. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. I'm like, I'm seeing now all of a sudden it's like that symbolic messaging. Josh, I would see Dulcinea everywhere now. Right. Like when you buy a new car, you see the same car everywhere. So I'm seeing Dulcinea in warehouses now when I visit them. I'm going, wait a minute, these are grapes. Wait a minute, this is citrus. Wait a minute, this is watermelons. Wait a minute, this is these are so many different items. So I, I think that's really cool. And I know that you guys are going through a, a lot of, of restructuring and rebranding. And I, I just wanted to let you know, see what's on the horizon, you know, for Pacific Trellis. I know I've asked you this, you know, a, a months ago, a year in last year, years ago, but you know, what what's on the horizon for you guys? Yeah, well, a lot of big things and, and kind of in the middle of a few of them now. You probably saw in the, in the press, Patrick, this year was our first year uh, packing Dulcinea brand cherries uh, from South America, both Chile and Argentina. Uh, and so utilizing that brand, as you mentioned, on categories outside of the melon category where we've traditionally seen it. Uh, we're looking at some strong growth on our Mexican and California grape program. Uh, we've got a real good lineup of new varieties and organic fruit uh, on our ranches down in Hermosillo, which speaking of cold weather, they had some uh, potential frost warnings uh, down there two nights ago, although it looks like they, they skirted the worst of that. And then we've got some other pretty big, exciting things that are not quite uh, uh, ready to be public with, but some, some additional categories and some completely new items that we're looking at jumping into. Um, so always uh, you know, trying to stay a couple of steps ahead focusing on what we're doing, getting it right, but uh, not wanting to stay stagnant and moving forward at the same time. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I love it. And I can't wait because like I said, as I get to try new items, right, I got to try 
five or six new items from you. No, it's got to be more than that. It was, I've tried all of your melons. Well, I think six of the melons. I've tried the cherries, the imported cherries, um, and then the jam grapes, which, <laughs> I mean, if that wasn't the, the best ever, letting my kids smack me in the face with, you know, some uh, from jelly from those things. But those were actually that, they, I can say they tasted almost like grape jelly though, Josh. Like it was like, you know, smelling my beard for the week after of grape jellies. <laughs> well, yeah, we felt like the name fit. It uh, wasn't wasn't too much of a stretch. But. No, and you know that was the the second time I I tried those, and and so yeah, I've tried what like I said, almost eight new items from Dulcinea, you know, and what a few of them that I had never tried in my entire life, right? And I and it's so funny that it's kind of we we do what we do, right? When we go to the grocery store. And, you know, I was at the Global Organic Produce Expo um, actually this week. And it was uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And I was talking to Chris Bayon of Pure Flavor. Um, if you don't know him, he's all, he's all over LinkedIn. Great guy. Um, they've got organics up in Canada, um, greenhouses. And, you know, he put this post out on LinkedIn and said, you know, what's your percentage of, you know, organic purchases? And it was so beautiful. Everybody was like, oh, this percent, this percent, this percent. I was like, yep, I'm ruining everybody's day. Zero percent. <laughs> like, I don't purchase organics. And he brought it up immediately. And he goes, you know, I'm really glad you said that. And I said, what? He goes, zero. And I go, it's true. I said, how do you change your behavior when you go into the store to say, I'm going to buy organics this time versus what you normally buy? And that brings me back to my comment and what I just said, which was, you're kind of programmed when you go in, you know, you want a navel orange, you know, you want your grapes, you know, you want your blueberries. How do you change your conscious decision to say, I need to add a mango to that. I need to add a fair trade banana to that. Right. I need to add organics to that. You know what I mean, Josh? I mean, that, that's a, it's a hard thing, even for a produce guy to change the mindset. Yeah. Well, especially in the, in the fruit uh, side of the business, which is so much uh, impulse uh, purchase driven. And that's really where we see an opportunity for the Dulcinea brand, as consumers have learned to, to know and trust the brand on personal watermelons or Tuscan style cantaloupe, when they walk in the store and they see it on a bag of grapes or uh, cherries or whatever citrus uh, bag of mandarins, they're going to recognize that brand. They're going to trust it and they might pick something up that they otherwise uh, would not have. So that's one of the areas where we really see that utilization and opportunity to expand the brand to help the retailers drive sales. Ah, I love it. Well, you're going to have a hard next question, my friend. Okay. And this is off the cusp. So I hope it stumps you. We have a question from the audience. Okay. Josh, what's your favorite melon? I will say the sugar kiss. The sugar kiss. I think that's mine too. I'm not going to lie to you. Is that the, uh, is, is that the green one inside? No, that is the one that looks like the cantaloupe on the uh, Kiss Melon. It's got that beautiful, soft orange flesh. Mm. Uh, once you have that, you will not, uh, you'll be buying that whenever you can find it as opposed to the uh, traditional cantaloupes. Now, they're not and when do those come out? Uh, they'll come out in May. Uh, they are available uh, essentially May through October. So Okay, so they're coming soon, everyone. So here before we know it, yeah. They're definitely going to be here. So the I think the honey kiss then is that the one with the that's 
a green inside. Uh, the like summer a, kiss. The summer kiss is the. Uh, it looks like there we go. Inside, it's got the So I'm a summer kiss then guy, and I, I think that's what I rated that number one when I did my my uh, taste down with this, Josh. I was like, nope, I think I'm going with that. But I'm actually looking forward to all of them again. Uh, that's what I'm really looking forward to. Is uh, well. Let's be real. I mean, I know everybody's looking forward to the Kiss Limon because it's so unique, right? I mean, <laughs> let's yeah, be real. A lot, and a lot you could do with the uh, Kiss Limon, especially on a Friday afternoon uh, after five o'clock. But uh, no, that is just a unique eating piece of fruit. I mean, it seems like everyone's got something that they say tastes like uh, lemonade. Um, Patrick, you've tried one. Does that melon taste like lemonade? It tastes exactly like lemonade. I'm not, I'll be real with you. It tastes fantastic. You know, even cutting that up, I did it, you know, in a melon salad or even other fruit salads, that is like almost like Gary Wisnaski said, adding a pinkaboo berry to a fruit salad gives the wow factor. Adding a kit, you know, a kiss limon to that adds the wow factor. Like you're not just showing up with a cantaloupe, you're showing up in style with, with, with what, you know what I mean? You're showing up in style. So, you know, I agree with you. I think that there's a lot of cool products and this is what's, What's so awesome about this, right, Josh, is that we want our viewers, we want our followers to see um, that companies and organizations, you know, like Pacific Trellis is doing it right. You know, you're, you're making a way for the future, right, for the produce industry. You're bringing in and creating new products with growers to create new eating experiences, right? You're creating demand. And that's what I love the most is, right, is we're promoting fresh produce consumption. And that's what I love about this. I can't wait. Until uh, the fruit comes out again, I'm adding so much new products to my list. My wife is like telling me I got to do like every other week with certain items because she's like, "Well, you buy these." She's like, "And you eat like half of them, and you and you know some go bad." And I'm like, "Yeah, you're right. I can't buy every single week the same items, right, Josh?" <laughs> you just gotta eat more. You just gotta eat more. I gotta eat more. Like I feel like I eat enough fruit as it is all day. I can tell you, I had three oranges this morning, the juicy crunch oranges because they're almost out for the season. So. Josh, it, it's obviously been a pleasure to have you on. Coming live from Los Angeles, everyone. Uh, Josh Leichter from Pacific Trellis Fruit. I appreciate everyone jumping in and, and asking some questions. We'd love that. If you want to uh, reach out to Pacific Trellis, obviously we're throwing the links up below. Uh, Josh, anything else you want to say to the LinkedIn uh, live listeners? And uh, we have a Facebook and Twitter as well if you want to sign off saying goodbye, Josh. Yeah, thanks everyone for tuning in. Patrick, thank you for having me. Uh, look for all that great tasting fruit out on the uh, supermarket shelves. And I hope everyone has a good weekend. All right, Josh, well, we appreciate it. And we will uh, catch up with you real soon. Listen, everyone, it was great having Josh Leichter on the line today. And like I said, what I love most about this is, you know, uh, the story around Pacific Trellis, the story around these melons and all of their other items. Again, making a way in the produce industry, making waves to be able to get a consumer a great eating experience. So again, reach out to uh, Pacific Trellis Fruit. You got their links below, as I've told you. Now, remember, everyone, we're going LinkedIn Live every month. Uh, we normally will schedule these out about a week in advance so you're able to see it please join. We're going to have very cool subject matter experts like Josh on the line, talking about their businesses, talking about products, talking about fresh consumption and getting to know these people, right? Because so many times, listen, I was at this trade show again this week and 
Some people are very intimidated to go talk to certain people, stick their hand out, say hello, pass a business card. Well, listen, Josh here is in the produce and supply chain industry. He is a leader here, the CEO of Pacific Trellis, and he's doing what we all do every day, the hustle of the produce and supply chain industry. And I know it because I've seen it. He loves it. And our other guests that we're going to have on, they're just like you and me. They hustle every day and they love the produce and supply chain industry. So everyone, I want to thank you so much for joining us on the Produce Industry Podcast live stream here on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. So everyone, we'll see you in the fields and on the horizon. You've been listening to the Produce Industry Podcast with Patrick Kelly. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Produce Industry Podcast. Until next time, see you in the fields or on the horizon.